Today we're going to be talking about summaries. Now, last week we were talking about log lines and I walked you through the process of making a good log line. But this week we're going to be talking about summaries. And it's very important that we do because basically we're fleshing out our story, right? We're, we're getting to the level where we can actually start developing some really dope content, which means we got to have a good summary. So this podcast is definitely going to be featuring that specific topic. Now, what I would like you guys to do is first understand the fundamentals of what a good story has. So typically you'd have an A story and a B story. That is typically what any story is going to be about. An A story is the overall theme of your story, like aliens invade Earth, right? That is an A story. Then your B story is the personal story of the main character. So what is their motivation? What is keeping them going? What is their struggle in this A story? That is the premise of most titles. That is exactly how every single story breaks down. And today we're going to be focusing on that specific elements. So this is how a summary breaks down. First, the first paragraph is the A story. All right. This is basically the setting of your story. The second paragraph is the B story. Right. This is the personal decisions of the main character. What are their motivations? And then the third paragraph leads to the big end. So in other words, the third paragraph is used to tell where the story is heading. What's the pivotal moment of the story? But it won't tell you what the final result is. It won't spoil the ending. It just tells you that there's this big moment that all points are leading toward. And now the main character is going to have to make a decision. That is your final paragraph in most summaries. All right. So the first paragraph is the A story. Second paragraph, the B story. And then finally, on your last paragraph, is the big end. What is the big end? Where are we going? Where is the story going? So at this time, I'm going to give you some examples from Black Sands. Because I think, you know, it's always good to give you an example, a real example, from basically a title that I think a lot of you have already read. Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms. So here it goes, the first paragraph of a summary. And this might sound a little more unnatural just because I'm reading it to you guys. But basically, this is the first summary paragraph, the A story of Black Sands. So here we go. Around 3000 BCE, a civilization has finally taken hold despite the oppression from the ancient ones. Kemet was one of those places. A ruthless pharaoh named Ra conquered the lands and killed an ancient god with his bare hands, causing the world to notice that the time for gods was over. Now you see right there, I'm setting a tone for the story. The tone, the A story is, there is a war between gods and men in the ancient world. And not a fantasy world, but the ancient real world. Talking about places like Kemet, 3000 BCE. We're setting the tone for how this story is going to be, what's in it, who are the characters. And so, boom, our A story is now complete. We know what the A story is for the summary. Let's move on to part two, which would be the second paragraph. Several years later, 
Nations formed across the Mediterranean, and the time of the three kings is coming to an end. A young prince named Asar now wants to earn his place as the next pharaoh, but Ra thinks he is not ready. After five years of brutal training in the wilderness, Asar is finally ready to take his first steps as a leader, intercepting a message from their national allies, the Minoans. Now, you see in this second paragraph that we introduce the main character of our story, which is Asar. But not only do we introduce Asar, we also introduce his motivation. What is his goal? What is his current goal in the story, right? Because goals change over time. At first, the goal tends to be a selfish goal. And then, near the end of the story, the goal changes to something else. Maybe they completely go hardcore selfish, or maybe they go hardcore selfless. But we don't know that. At the beginning, we just know about their initial goal. And Asar's initial goal is to be the next pharaoh, but his grandfather says, you're not ready. So we're setting up the B story. He has to prove himself, and that's basically what he's focusing his entire life on, proving himself to his grandfather. So we set up the B story. This is a story about a young man trying to prove to his grandfather that he can be the next pharaoh. It's a story of legitimacy. It's a story of trying to prove that you are worth the crown. Now let's move into our final paragraph of this, of this summary. So in the final paragraph, we read the following. What seemed like a diplomatic mission to uncover hidden threats of ancient beasts sighted north of the Mediterranean coast quickly escalated to a massive secret invasion led by Sparta on Minoa. Now Asar must help defend his allies, but little does he know that while the battle between men wage above, the battle for the world wages below. The ancients are here. Now, you see right there in that final summary, that final paragraph, first things, we set up the whole conflict with the Minoans in the end of the second paragraph. That was important. Because when you set that up, when you set up your story arc, you need to put that in your second paragraph in order to lead into what third paragraph is going to be about. So they're on a diplomatic mission, right, to Manoa. They're trying to do an investigation. But it quickly spirals out of control. It's important to always spiral out of control in, in paragraph three, all right? This is about exciting somebody with your summary. So always spiral completely out of control in paragraph three so it spirals out of control when sparta invades minoa right they're completely invading they didn't expect this this is supposed to be a regular diplomatic mission and now there's a straight up war going on but while this war is going on and asar is frantically trying to help his allies he also has to deal with a very real threat that we don't really talk about as far as explaining what their actual threat is, but we are alluding to the fact that there's something going on underground and it appears to be something with the ancients that could lead to the end of the world. We're alluding to that. We didn't explain it. We don't want to explain it. We're simply letting the reader have a moment to use their imagination. Now, why are we doing that? Why are we allowing... You know, somebody to use their imagination. Well, first, 
Right. Obviously, we don't want to tell them the whole story. Right. We don't want to spoil the ending of the series beforehand. And we don't want to give them too much information. We give and give them key characters, key locations, a clear definition of the B story, the storyline arc of the main character, a clear escalation of the story from the A side. So the A side of the story is nations are going to war against each other and the gods are fighting against men, right? So we need to show that escalation somewhere along this summary. We can't just allow, we can't start the summary with that information and not, you know, fulfill that promise, right? It's a promise that the story is going to be about this. You cannot not include it later. A lot of people do that too. What they do is they introduce characters who don't matter, right, in the summary, they introduce locations that don't matter in the summary. They do it all the time. I've, I've seen it a million times. They say, uh, what's his name's brother is doing this, and, and the love interest has a job at Walmart, and you're like, that has nothing to do with the main story of the, of the, of the series. Like, it has nothing to do with the relevancy of telling the main character's story. you got to stick to the key points of the story in your summary. Never try to explain too much. Never try to introduce a lot of characters. That's what your beast. That's what your beat sheet is for. That's what your character sheets are for, right? So you can go and develop your character sheets and talk about all the quirks of your characters and how they react in certain times. But you don't want to try to do that in your summary. It's also the reason why a lot of people's first chapters tend to be a mess because they want to put too much exposition. They want to explain everything about the world in the first chapter. And because they do that, right, they, the first chapter almost sounds like an encyclopedia, right? So we don't want to do that in our summary. We want to get to the juice of the details and then just move on. Boom, right? Let's move on to that beat sheet. Now, um, as far as business is concerned, um, your summary is basically what an agent wants to see. So an agent, when they, whenever you look at an agent that's looking at your titles, right, this is the first thing they're going to be looking at is your log line and your summary. They're not going to look at the beat sheet. They're not going to look at your script. They're going to look at the log line and the summary and then make a decision on whether they want to read some of your script or not. But if it falls flat uh, in the very early stages, which is the log line and the summary, then, you know, your title's dead on arrival. Now, while this is a course for independent publishing, there's no reason why you shouldn't still pitch agents, all right? I have an agent, and I'm independent. I still have an agent. You should have some representation in the industry in case you want to do some plays with the industry. And, you know, also, agents tend to be the best critics, right, as far as, like, being brutally honest. So if you can impress agents, even if they don't want to represent you, but they feel impre like your story was impressive, that's a big difference than some random person saying that your story has merit. You know, a random story, a random person saying your story has merit is not nearly as important as an agent. An agent will definitely let you know if it's working or not and whether it can sell or not. So we always want to keep that in mind, that we're trying to make a story that will sell. And in order to do that, we have to tell stories that are going to be engaging, that are going to be clear, 
and they're going to have a compelling main character. And the main character doesn't have to be a hero. He can be a villain for all we care. The main thing is whether they're compelling, whether we care about their story, whether their story makes sense in the world that they're in, right? So that's our job as creators. Now, here are some actionable steps that I would love for you guys to take in order to implement this. First, for your first paragraph, and this is also going to help your log line, all right? So this is about refining your log line too. First paragraph, it is the A story, all right? This is basically, you know, in a world, right? You know, you know, you know those, those um, look at ancient, that's, that's what you need to do. Look at the old trailers from like the 90s, all right? Look at the old trailers from the 90s for movies. They're perfect. They're literally the summary of any movie. In a world filled with power and envy, this man... Shows, you know, you, you know, you've seen those a million times, but guess what? They work. They work. They're exactly how you need to be writing your summary. So time, if it's in, if it's in the real world, if it's in our, rea- our normal world, give a year. In the year of blah, 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 right? Talk about the setting and then talk about the world event that basically dictates how the story world works. All right? So... Here's a good example from a, an anime that I watched, right? No game, no life. The story was very simple. I mean, two people get sent to another dimension, and in this world, everything is decided based on games. And when you bet in a game, that dictates whether you get something or not. And power is dictated based on who's the better gamer, All right, so that's the world. The world is based on games. There is no war. There is no fighting. It's all bets on games. And whoever wins, they get your stuff or they get whatever they ask for. So that's the world. Now they have to make a story in that world. So your first first paragraph needs to be, right, the world setting. What are the rules of your world? That's the main Thing in the first paragraph so write that down what makes your world tick what is the key moment that changed that world and now the world works that way write that in your first paragraph your second paragraph introduce your main character all right yeah don't introduce them in your first introduce them in your second paragraph whoever that main character is tell us why they actually care about what's going on, all right? What is their connection to this A story? What, why do they care about aliens invading the Earth? Is it because their girlfriend got abducted? That's a good motivator. That connects them to the story, the A world. It can't just be they're a survivor. It can't just be they happen to be in the country at the time. They have to have a direct connection to the big moment, whatever the moment is, they have to have a direct connection to it. All right. So make sure that that's in the second paragraph. Make sure that there is a strong connection between the main character and the a story that motivates them to move forward. And then in paragraph three, make sure that the proverbial Crap hits the fan, all right? Make sure that that crap hits the fan hard and chaos um, ensues, right? It's great to have a chaotic moment that happens later on in the story that makes the character have to make hard decisions, 
All right. Chaotic moment doesn't have to be, you know, something catastrophically violent or war or something like that. It could be the old boyfriend comes back after being gone for years. The old boyfriend of the girl that you love happens to come back into her life. Now what are you going to do? You finally got her. You finally convinced her to date you and things were going well. And then the old love of her life shows up. What are you going to do now? That's how you do it. And if you want to add an extra spice to it, um, have it where he used to bully you back in the day. So it's like a, a, an anxiety effect as well. This is what we're doing. All right. We don't want to tell them the whole story. We just want to tell them to read a little further. So once you get those three things done, write them down, share them if you like. Uh, you don't have to share them, but if you'd like to go right ahead. Remember, if you share them on my discord channel, I will give you direct input on your stuff. I, I helped a couple of people last week on their log line. So I'll help you as well. Um, in order to get on the discord, you simply got to join our Patreon community and then you will be able to get into the discord and share your stuff with all the other creators and me and get your stuff down. All right. Um, later on this week, we might have an interview. Who knows? I'm not too certain yet, but um, we're going to take off Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're not going to post anything. And then on Friday, we're going to be back in business. All right. So this is Manuel Godoy from the Ultimate Guide to Self-Publishing. This was the summary episode. And if you like what you heard, please remember to review it on Apple Podcast. We just crossed 100 reviews. That is amazing. Five stars all the way. Let's keep breaking records. We're out.